Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fate cast. Yes, we have returned to the past. You know, that decade ago that we decided to dredge up for this moment. We enjoyed our time in the mountains. It was revitalizing. It was relaxing. And now we've come back to some movies. <laughs> Twilight's time Are in they the good movies? I mean, they are in a mountain. We have reached uh, Twilight Eclipse. Here's the thing that I'm going to tell you. <laughs> all right. Erin had a fact for me. She screenshotted a Wikipedia page and then learned she couldn't scroll. Not learned. That, that makes it seem like you thought if you took an image, you could scroll on it. <laughs> I just took the image so I would remember I wanted this fact. Yes. And then I was like, well, I guess it's a static image. Can't go forward or back. And Kevin was like, you can go back to Wikipedia. But tell me, what did you learn on Wikipedia? <clears throat> In 2009, Forbes magazine put out a list of the top 15 fictional wealthiest characters. Ooh. Fictional top 15 wealthiest fictional characters is what it's called. But that's a lot of words. Yes. Carlisle Cullen, number one. No, this, no, this, no. With 370 years of compound interest, he has amassed a fortune of $34.5 billion. He is a savvy investor. Is is that is that them just being like, oh, if he did this, or is that a... Let me try to go to just, the citation. Because well, I was going to be like, it's got to be like Scrooge McDuck. I mean... Or something like... I mean, I, I'm not surprised if Forbes said that and uh, but i don't know did that come out around twilight around the time of twilight popularity yeah it came out in uh i've now gone to an article from 2010 <laughs> all right here's the thing so this is an article explaining that other article here's the thing i refuse to believe that is true oh my god this is amazing this is an article written as if it is in an interview someone who covers venture venture capitalist yeah startups and edit edits the forbes midas list did an article they... where it's as if she's interviewing Carlyle Collin. Oh, that's fun fan fiction. Someone got a real weird assignment that week. <laughs> and they did it. Because well, what I was going to say about that Forbes article, that sounds like uh, a thing, because I refuse to believe he has $34 billion. Um, I mean, he became a vampire in 1663, and he was wealthy then, so... <laughs> yeah, but how do we get access? I guess he would have to take it out occasionally and give it to his son... Well, yeah, they keep recreating themselves. Yeah. And I'm sure he gets art and he sells that art. <laughs> I, I was going to say that I refuse to believe he's, uh, he has uh, $34 billion and that is a thing that he has. Um, and I just choose to believe that Forbes article, which is like, hey, uh, Twilight's probably right now. We should definitely make sure he's the top spot. That'll get us them clicks. What I cannot find is the list. So I don't know who else is on it, but maybe they were like vampires. Reasonable. Brilliant ducks who are cartoons? Absolutely not. We're going to do Twilight Eclipse. Uh, I'm I, none of that matters. What we just said. Uh, <laughs> this is a movie. It is arguably in the movie making standards mm -hmm. a better movie than the previous two in, movies. In almost every standard, it is it is better than New Moon. Uh, it is also better than Twilight, where everything was filmed with the Amaro filter. Yes, uh, I'm going to note this right now uh, because. Look, I can't stop, we can't stop every five minutes to dwell on all of the stupid stuff. Everyone 
a lot from Bella are about to say, uh, just know that whenever, that 95% of the time, if someone has a line, they're going to say something that makes no sense. Because this is the Twilight Saga Eclipse. Eclipse. This movie starts not with an obnoxious Bella voiceover, yet. Yet. <laughs> it starts with some blonde guy, who we will find out is named Riley. Yeah. And I refuse to refer to him as some blonde guy for until we find out his name halfway through the movie. I called him Strongjaw Dude. Well, his name is Riley. Yes. He leaves a diner, and then he gets vampired. Yeah, this... this In the rain. Yeah. This scene is an unclear amount of time. I will say we do learn actually fairly quickly. Or that it's a year in the past. Actually, what I do like is that it's not told to us. It is in. It is implied to us. And as intelligent uh, people watching this film. We figure it we out. We figure it out on our own. Unfortunately, everything else they do tell us ruins this. But a year ago, this happened. He was attacked. He was turned into a vampire. Cut forward to Bella. Doing a voiceover. She... Now it's spring. Or summer, perhaps. No longer is Aaron, that meadow dead. It's a few weeks later. No. Yes, it this is. This is grad. No, Aaron, it's a few weeks later because Bella says in the next scene, Oh, I haven't heard from uh, Jacob. Jacob hasn't talked to me in weeks. I just figured that at one point he sent her that note where he wrote a lot of thoughts and very kindly struck them out so you could still read what I, he okay, said. Okay, let's get to that. <laughs> Bella, Bella quotes a Robert Frost poem. None of it matters. But she does get reminded by Charlie that, hey, you have friends other than Edward. Please, my daughter, hang, hang out, out with your friends. Maybe Jacob, who's going like, through a lot right now. So you're grounded. But if you hang out with Jacob, you can no longer be grounded. Yeah. And I want to point something out before we get into this movie. Yeah. Bella's hair is a wig in this movie. She's wearing a wig. Uh, She's a wig-wearing monster. Uh, I don't know. Just like Clifford Blossom, she is wearing a wig. Okay. There's nothing wrong with wearing a wig, but she is a monster. Like <laughs> Clifford Blossom. They're, they're, okay, so they're, they're unrelated. She's, she's wig-wearing, pause, and a monster. Just like Clifford Blossom. Just like Clifford Blossom. Uh... As much as I want to get to this letter, there is one important thing, because it does set up what essentially Bella and Edward's thing is going to be, which is, man, Bella really wants to be changed. But man, Edward really just wants to marry her first. But Bella refuses to be married, because if you get married when you're 18, people will think you're pregnant. But you do want to become a vampire, which means which means by her own her own count, this is the way that she counts people's ages, she'll be 18 forever. Also... Bella does not want to get married because married people only get divorced, despite the fact <laughs> that she knows three married couples who are very happy together. Carlisle and Esme, yeah. Alice and Jasper, and Rosalie and Emmett. But Aaron, they're, they're all vampires. They're both vampires. But she refuses to marry Edward, period. Point yep. stop. She will never marry him. Yes, it's... W w look... This will become a theme throughout all of it, and they'll have many conversations like this, but the basic idea is that despite Bella being like, I want to be a vampire forever, she's like, but marriage? Oh, what if... Oh, I don't, I don't know. Fourth happy married couple. Her mother and her mother's new husband. It's true. Uh, unfortunately, she doesn't see them a lot. So, this note, she does have... As she's thinking about Jacob and trying to call him, she does have a note 
I paused and read this note and wrote down everything I could see on it. And I do not think this is just Jacob. So, Aaron, what does this note look like? So, this is a note like you were reading a book. And there's only a couple of typesets that you can use in a book. So, if you want to show that something's been scribbled out, you have to use this super strike. That's the only option. <laughs> the strike through, yeah. Jacob has very kindly written a note to Bella, but he has revised his thoughts. And each line that he writes and then changes his mind, he just writes a single strike through. It's, it's like it's done with a ruler. Very straight. Not anything that a 17-year-old boy would do. Now, here's my concern. Number one, that's a wild letter to send someone. Uh, number two, I think this might be a back and forth. Because here's what I got. And now I want to explain right now. I hope it's not a back and forth, but neither answer we have is a good one. I have so many questions of how it could be and what. So here's the note. Now at the top, we can't see the entire thing. But the la the final thing of this first, I'm going to call it message, is there's just no way around. Something was said beforehand. We don't know what it is. Mm -hmm, then there's mm -hmm. this one. And I think this is Jacob. We can't be friends when you're spending all your time with a bunch of... Hmm? And then maybe it just makes it worse when I think about you too much, so don't write anymore. And then, yeah, I miss you too a lot. Doesn't change anything. Sorry. That kind of sounds like a text message conversation. But it is a piece of paper. And then at the bottom it's written Jacob. And the writing <laughs> is all the same across it. I know it is. I Aaron, the the answers we had we could go between was he wrote her a note and gave her all of his earlier drafts, <laughs> which is just delightful. He he had one piece of paper, that was it. Or they've been passing notes back and forth through probably one of the shirtless boys. <laughs> well, if there's one thing we know, it's that Bella is objectively not allowed to talk to any wolves. Oh, yeah. Edward will be a murderer if she does that. <laughs> she goes out to try to just, oh, you know what? Screw it. I'll just drive to the reservation. I'll just talk to him in person. He has to talk to Edward, then. who, now, Bella says, oh, Alice told you. I think he was just watching her. Uh, he has disabled her truck. Yeah, he sabotaged her car so she could not hang out with her friends. And he says this thing where it's like, oh, no, you, you can't see Jacob. I mean, it's, it's those wolves. They can't control themselves, unlike us vampires. Who always control ourselves. Like the time that I disabled your car. I was in control of myself. Oh, God. Yeah. He, listeners, I know you know this, but this is abuse. Well, and, and This is psychological abuse. And the thing is that later stuff he says doesn't disavow what he does now. And he, there's a lot of things in this movie where someone will say something that is an outright lie. And considering how we see, spoiler, Victoria will be in this movie and what things that she does, it just, like... Everything in this movie draws attention to the flaws of the movie. So, I mean, when you love someone, it doesn't matter what you do as long as you love them. <laughs> uh, I need to put a spotlight on this scene that's coming up right now. So Bella, as prompted by her dad, yeah. goes to school and decides to hang out with her other friends. But Edward has to come, too, and also so do Jasper <laughs> okay. and Alice. Yes. But I think people like Alice. Yeah. I think they want Alice. Okay. I want to get this right now. So, scene begins. Edward and, <laughs> and Bella sit down. And the, the other kids, Aaron, there's one less again. Yeah. They keep losing 
friends. Yeah, friends. <laughs> but now there's three of them. Uh, we will only ever really care about one, which, of course, is Anna Kendrick. And Anna Kendrick is going to be valedictorian. Mm-hmm. So the blonde guy who got sick when they went to the movie is writing her valedictorian speech. I don't think she, she no, wants no, no, no. him to. Well, he, he does. He writes a valedictorian speech and she does her own. Uh, but so they sit down and then moments later, just Allison Jasper without any like indication or enter or hello are just there. They sit down and say, we're having a party. <laughs> normal kids are like, are you, oh inv- my God, are you inviting us to a party? We want that very much. Of course, because Bella and Edward suck. They're like, oh, you sure that's a good idea. Should we really have a party? Should we really have a party? And Alice is like, yes, parties are fun. Oh no, I'm having a vision. Yeah. So she has a vision and this sort of leads into this thing where it's this, it's this weird moment. Well, I can't go into every single line, but Edward says, um, does everyone know Alice is weird? Like, everyone knows everyone is weird. Alice seems to be the one everyone's the most chill with, they Edward. They seem to like Alice, Edward. Maybe because Alice is actually personable and not a weirdo. She's a vampire who <laughs> likes to engage with other sentient beings. It's just like, they, they, they show Edward and he's like he's like always this weird, distant stalker guy. But he really seems like he is the odd one out. Like, Everyone else is more personable and human than Edward. Like Emmett? Emmett might be the most human vampire who has ever vampired. <laughs> yeah, he's real human. Alice makes immediate friends with Charlie when she meets him. Alice clearly is friends with these people. Even Jasper tries to make jokes during this movie. And there's a cool thing in there where you could say it's because Edward can read minds. He doesn't connect with people well because he always knows the thoughts they're having. And everyone else doesn't have those... Like, problems? But it's, they never delve into it. They never well, will. Well, apparently Midnight Sun does that. Uh, well, who cares? <laughs> That's not a movie. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Alice has the vision. They try to ignore it. But then they do have a meeting at the mm-hmm. Cullen house. And Bella's there, too. And this is a... There's a conspicuous situation happening in Victor- in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And Edward is convinced the Volturi are involved. Yeah. There's lots of killings going on. Uh, and they're like, well, I, I don't think I don't know if this is where he eventually goes. Like, oh, I'm sure the Volturi are involved, but we, they say no. They will have so many conversations about this one thing, and then one person will add an additional idea for it. But essentially, lot, there's all people disappearing. They're pretty sure it's vampires. The Volturi could step in, and the bell goes, oh no! But if the Volturi go to Seattle, they could also come here. Then they'll know I'm still human. And I'm like, why? You better turn me right now. <laughs> just the just the idea. <laughs> <laughs> of a sentiment. Wait, but if they go someplace else, they could also come here. And I get they're close, but... But if they wanted to spy on you, Bella, they could they, just spy on they you. They could just go. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the Collins are going to watch the situation, and they may get involved. They're pretty close to getting involved, but not quite yet. Well, they also need to figure out what actually is going on. They think it's vampires. But it could be a serial killer. Exactly. Now... Charlie or Edward drives Bella home and Charlie's there and Edward's like, so Bella, we gave you a plane ticket to visit your mom for your birthday. Oh my God. My parents, they gave it to you. This is the worst written scene I have ever seen. (laughs) The way that I acted it just now without knowing the lines and adding things on Mm. might be better than in the movie. (laughs) Well, because like, so he adds something that 
that because we didn't see it as an audience, I thought was a lie. It definitely seemed like he was making it up. Yeah. But it turns out the Collins actually did give Bella a plane ticket because I would imagine it is expensive to fly from Seattle to Florida. But he has $34 billion. So so it's fine. It's fine. And Charlie is a little bit like, that's a nice gift. Yeah, they bought her to go see her mom before graduation, which of course is code for your death. And now Charlie is actually very excited about this. Mm. He continually thinks it's a good thing for Bella to be anywhere where Edward is not. <laughs> but but then but then Bella says, well, okay, but you're taking the other ticket. And I'm like, wait, who else was going to take the other ticket? Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Give me Jessica. Edward, you know she was going to bring you. You've isolated her from her friends and family. As an abuser would. As you would. Um, this is true. Because very shortly after this, Bella weirdly stands at a seashore, and then she's in Florida yeah. with her mom. Yeah. Um, this Florida scene lasts a whole grand total of five minutes, and is mostly just so that her mom can be like... Edward's a weirdo, and you need to make choices for yourself, not because you think you love him. You, yeah, you need to make the right choice for you, because you're the one who has to live with them. And then, and then she gets her, like, this quilt of all the trips they took, and Meg's like, oh, when you grow older and you have kids, you could add to it. I would like to point out that Bella still refuses, still continues to be a cool girl who oh, doesn't yeah. like gifts and doesn't like people spending money on her, because <laughs> she's not like other girls. Not like other girls. But oh, she does like this gift. Okay, yeah. she doesn't like any gifts until she gets them, <laughs> she, and then the, she loves then them. Then she loves them. Uh, meanwhile, what has been going on is the Cullens stand in the woods like some goth rock band because posing for their album art. Alice knew that Victoria was coming. And the point of this scene is that vampires and wolves should work together. That is the entire point of this scene. Well, because Victoria knows and she plays them against each other. She runs onto and off of the wolf territory. I want to I take a moment to just spotlight the scene for a second. Because, so the vision Alice had in... The in like the what do you call it? the cafeteria. cafeteria? Thank you. <laughs> what are you disgusted by the word cafeteria? I'm just infuriated by the show. Um, <laughs> the vision she has is, I guess, of Victoria running through the woods because that's what Victoria's been doing for a year. Yeah. Um, and Victoria is just running through the woods. She's not looking for Bella or doing anything. She is. She is just running through the woods, and this is the beginning of. When they start treating Alice's, like, visions in a way where you don't... I don't understand what her power is anymore. She can choose to focus on certain people and see their decisions. Yeah. But only decisions. They're yeah. Like, that's so a once a decision thing. is made, it, it like, cues a future. Because otherwise she'd be seeing, like, multiple futures at all times. Yeah. It, it's, it's not great. We'll get into it more as we get further. But Victoria's just running through the woods and then... They chase her, and it's it's a cool shot scene. And Emmett does some real... I mean, I've got to say, despite the fact that he has zero lines, <laughs> and... Oh, no, he has some lines. Yeah. But, like, zero motivation, zero character. I love Emmett. Yeah, he's, just, he's just, just a big boy who wants to fight. And he looks like the most physically imposing vampire. Like, his only power is real strong. Yeah, and he's real strong, and he runs real fast after Victoria. Yeah. But Victoria does keep weaving onto and off of the wolf land. Yeah, so she jumps to the wolf land, and the wolves are already there and chasing her. And then she jumps back, and they're going back and forth, and Emmett's really getting her. She jumps back to Wolfland, and Emmett runs, and they're like, no, Emmett. He jumps, and for some reason... Paul these, is like, no! Yeah, these wolves decide to let Victoria go to stop Emmett. From killing the bad vampire, 
the vampire who wants to kill Bella, and they love Bella. Oh my god, they love Bella. But it just, it, it, because th- she has enough time to look back and be like, huh, the wolf stopped you. All part of my pl- plan? Maybe? I might be psychic, I don't know. I'm a different actress this movie. Oh no, I need to run. So Bella comes back from, um, Jacksonville, Florida, and yep. she's sad she went on the trip because she will miss her mother when she's a vampire. But that doesn't mean she doesn't want to be a vampire, Edward. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is just, just Bella getting real good reasons and then being like, but no, I don't want to listen to those reasons. But she's immediately distracted from her emotions because, oh my God, Jacob is oh, there. Real hardcore guitar uh, riff, and Jacob enters the scene. And he's real wet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he also knows that for some reason he's wet. I just think I want to be like, is it rain? Because it wasn't raining. It's not raining. He- Bella just gets on his bike and drives away with him. <laughs> well, Edward he- says no, but she says yes. Well, because she revealed, or he revealed that uh, uh, that the Collins were chasing Victoria. He's there to give a warning for Emma not to enter wolf territory. And I'm like, they, you, <laughs> what? <laughs> he was going to kill Victoria. Well. <laughs> But really, Jacob's there to make sure that that was not a sexy yeah. turn Bella into a vampire trip. That's that's true. And then because Bella has now learned that Edward got her out of town. To well, Vic- save her well, Vic- from Victoria. I don't think he had to get her out of town to save her Victoria. She was just running around in the forest. Um, she decides, oh, I'm angry now. I'm going to get in the back of Jacob's bike. How and dare r- you protect me, Edward? It's funny how she loves that he protects her, but then hates that he protects her. Because she thinks she's stronger than him. He's Okay. Anyway, so Jacob takes her to the wolf house, and mm-hmm. it is reaffirmed again that every single wolf loves Bella more than yeah. anything, except for Leah Clearwater. Yeah, Leah Clearwater will be introduced in this film, and that's it. You want to know a spoiler? <laughs> it's not a spoiler. It is heavily implied in the books yeah. the reason that Harry died mm-hmm is because Leah transformed for the first time in front of him and gave him a heart attack. <laughs> Isn't that horrifying? But we, uh, we uh, that's in the books, of course, because in the film we saw that uh, Veronica... Vi- Victoria, Victoria ran t- near him? Victoria ran near him and he had a heart attack. To be fair, now, obviously, any death is tragic, but it really seemed by the books and that, it just seems like Harry just had a real weak heart. So Leah hates that she's a werewolf, and it will be revealed numerous, numerous, numerous times throughout this movie that Sam, the leader of the werewolves, they're just wolves. The The leader of the wolves was in love with Leah, dating Leah, had such a life with her, and then became a wolf and did something that we will learn about in this scene called imprinting. Now, imprinting with all of its stuff is literally just you see someone and you're like, that's the person. And, you know, there's sort of a thing that comes up in the novels um, because Quill imprints on a two-year-old. And Bella's like, that's creepy. Yeah. And Jacob's like, I know it sounds creepy, but it's just like you're everything for that person. So, you know, he's a protector for her when she's little. And then he's a brother. And then eventually he marries her. Yeah. That's... Which is <laughs> and then, not better. And Jacob goes, oh, maybe it is creepy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyway. No, no. It's fine. He'll just go through the main different stages that all people have relationships. Father, brother, Lover. <laughs> so Sam imprinted on Emily and he could only be with her. Yeah, they could only be with her. So this is real hard for Leah. Leah being a wolf, being psychically connected to Sam. Oh yeah. Very hard. Yeah, they all they all they all have their brains connected. Uh he, he Jacob does say here that he has not imprinted on Bella, which maybe was honestly maybe the truth, maybe not. 
But Bella and Jacob have some great chemistry, lots of fun together until she's like, so on graduation, I become a vampire <laughs> and his heart crumbles into a million pieces. This this is the cue of the moment where we're going to get some real dickhead Jacob. Here's the thing that I've learned from the Twilight movies. You're a great person and then you become a supernatural being and then you suck. <laughs> Jacob was awesome. He w- Remember when Jacob made jokes? Yeah, he was good. Remember when he made jokes? All right. Uh, Plot-wise, we get a little bit of uh, the of Riley sort of just creeping around in Bella's room. I'm really impressed that Edward wasn't there as well, honestly. I honestly thought it was Edward in Bella's room. I th- here's the thing. Once again, this film is weirdly self-aware at moments. I think we were supposed to think that, that it was Edward. And do like, like, oh, oh, look, it's just Edward. He's checking in on Bella. What? It's a different man creeping around the room? That is different. And it is implied that Riley kills Charlie, but he does not kill Charlie. Charlie yeah. is awake and happy that Bella hung out with Edward until Jacob, or sorry, he's happy that she hung out with Jacob. And then yeah. Edward busts in. He's like, do you know how hard it is for me when you go to Wolflands? I don't know if you're alive. I nearly broke the treaty so I could get a come in there and get you because of love. This is what it is. It's, that's what it is. And then he smells a different vampire. And yeah. that's a whole thing. So this next scene where the Collins are sort of ex- de- debriefing this whole situation is where we get a little bit more of the Alice stuff where she's explaining she's focusing on the decisions of Aro and the decisions of, of Victoria. Victoria. So this person that came into Bell's house couldn't be either of them because she would have sensed those decisions. So I'm going to explain Victoria's plan now. Yeah, because... we have to. So Victoria made Riley a year ago. Because yep. it's revealed, like, pretty soon after here that Riley's a local boy who disappeared a year ago when Charlie was, was looking for Yeah, it was actually re- revealed earlier, but yeah. So Victoria made Riley before Atlas started watching her. Yeah. And Victoria whispers things at Riley and convinces him to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And then he takes actions, and Alice can't see those actions. But the problem I have with – well, I mean, not the problem I have with that. The thing about it is that that makes – it the, the the them calling it decisions really does kind of make it very fluid and weird because doesn't Victoria make the decision to say those things to I wish we got more of that because I would love to see how Victoria essentially has, has to trick herself into like it, it's it's a lot of like mental exercises. I think it has. So I mean, this is obviously more complicated than Stephanie Me- Stephanie Meyer thought about it. But yeah. I think it's about like decisions that lead to actions. Decisions. So she thinks Riley should do this, but that doesn't change what Victoria does. Yeah. So Alice can't see a ripple effect by what Victoria does. Yeah. And it- I think if Alice knew, she could probably like narrow down her scope even for like if she knew what she was looking for. She could probably see what Maybe. Victoria is doing. The, the problem is that it just goes with the thing that Alice's power is so nebulous, but it, a lot of things hinge on it. I that... kind of see it as like an internet search. Like if you search sweet potato recipes, you're going to get like a wide <laughs> swath of stuff. But then if you narrow it down to like sweet potato deep fryer recipes or like sweet potato black bean tomato so alice is not thinking like victoria her other relationships she's thinking about like decisions that victoria makes about bella or edward or the collins you know like she needs to narrow down her search erin i would say for sure you are you are correct and you are right with that except for the fact that alice also gets random searches that pop up on her computer and just be like hey here's also 
chess games. Well, that's just like a recommendation on your computer. It's like, hey, I noticed that you've been searching sweet potatoes. Would you like this movie about a yam? It just seemed like for a long time her her thing was that she had precog, and now it seems like she has precog and weird remote view. I don't know. I can't get into Alice's power. They're ill-defined, I really think. Uh, but this is where we get... Uh, this thing where like okay well we there's Victoria we also have to find this intruder but we also have to keep Bella safe and, Bella's and we like, also have to eat and Bella's like oh you all guys also have to eat which I didn't which I know they have to hunt obviously deers but I didn't realize that was such a huge hassle for them I don't them. think it is I think this is just Bella yeah so, making it about her so because they have to do all those things she's like well I guess we could call the wolves to watch over me and it seems that the wolves will kind of watch her house, like they'll trade off with the vampires. But mostly, if the wolves are going to watch her, they want her to go to the reservation. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot. There's going to be a lot of scenes where Bella, Edward drives Bella to a drop-off point, and yeah. then she switches cars with Jacob. They do a lot of handoffs, which is weird. But this does lead into the first of this episodes. That this is Moa episodes. This Moa episodes on going series which is movies that are better than the movie we're being shown so bella gets aggressively invited to a council meeting mm-hmm. and the council is the wolves yeah and their parents yeah so it, like i said i did some research the wolf gene only passes through three families it does not clarify in that film so i don't care um, but so it's the parents of those three families and the wolves. Yeah. But at this council, which is a bonfire, mm. Jacob's dad tells the story of the tribe. And I would say the tribe's name, but I know I'll butcher it. So I... It's a quila or something. Even though it's made up, yeah. I don't want to do that. So he's going to tell the story of the tribe. And we find out about the first time they encountered the cold ones. Yeah. So they're which, vampires. Which is not the Collins wearing hats, which is what was implied <laughs> in the first movie. That's true. Yeah. Going off the, my... You know, my ongoing series. Wouldn't it be great if we had a movie that explained this? I like the idea of a film where there's a where there's a tribe group of group of people who literally like they are antibodies essentially for nature. Like the like vampires appear and they are kind of forced because of like the the blood in them to become monsters to defeat the monsters. The monsters. Like that is a cool concept of. I keep using the term antibody because it really does seem like what it's like. Yeah. So they kill the the cold man. Yeah. But they worry. They worry that he was not alone. And he and wasn't. He wasn't. He has a wife. <laughs> he has a wife. She comes and she's uh, really cool. There's a, there's a, there's actually there's some stuff in here that could go into by the fact that both of the the um uh, the vampires are very are very like England white. <laughs> oh, they are the palest. Of oh, the they're pale. very colonial. <laughs> so um. In this story, most of the shape-shifting men have either died or I, the um, the tribe was moving to new lands when yeah. the cold woman came. So maybe some of them are gone. Anyway, there's only one left, and his son is killed. So he's like, "I must become a vi- I must become a wolf. I must kill this yeah. cold woman." But she has the upper hand. So his third wife realizes she has only one power, and the power she has is to stab to- herself. So that she can distract the cold woman and then he can get the upper hand. Okay, this is a wild thing we learn about vampires. Apparently, apparently, as soon as there is an injury... They love that blood. Like, literally, the, literally, this vampire has this wolf's, like... Like, she's about to essentially, like, rip him in twain. And then... She's like, ooh, so like, much ah. blood. And then... <laughs> then <laughs> this woman stabs herself in the stomach. And immediately, I'm like, 
I don't think you had to do that. You could have just, like, cut your hand. But no, she has courage. She stabs herself in the stomach. And literally, this woman goes, huh? Blood? And throws the wolf down, takes two steps, and then the wolf kills her. So, unfortunately... Blood turns vampires dumb. Unfortunately, Billy Black has told Bella this story. Yeah. And you know Bella thinks she's the most important person ever. So will she think she's the third wife? We'll talk about this later. I want to point something out. We meet Seth Clearwater in this scene. He'll become important. He might actually be the most important wolf after. We will We will not really see his human form. But boy, will we moment. see his wolf form a lot. When we see his human form, he's a little baby. Yeah. He's, despite the fact he's, he's the youngest. He's 15, Kevin. He is one year younger than Jacob was in the first Aaron, movie. He's the youngest, which means he's tiny. He's the youngest. <laughs> He's a baby. I love him. Aaron, he's the youngest. Here's another dumb vampire scene. Uh, Riley keeps making lots of baby vampires. Uh, I mean, they're grown adults, but they're new vampires. I will say, this happened very fast, but this is my second official uh, story that is better than the story we're being told. This whole, like, vampire army thing would be a cool thing to put into a movie. I think it has been in a movie, but I'd see that movie again, maybe. Here's what we need to know about the newborns. They are untrained. They are insane with thirst. The vault, Normally, the job of the master, the one who makes the mm. baby vampire, is to teach them how to be good vampires and, like, keep vampires secret. Because the Volturi have one rule. Vampires is secret. Yeah. Are yeah. the Volturi doing well, this? Edward is sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm... I, every time you say things, I look at you and I try to figure out... Are you pulling stuff from the book, Aaron? You're not allowed to pull things from the book. I haven't read the book in a zillion years. Mm, Aaron, you keep pulling things from the book, and if you keep doing that, you have to go to the timeout corner, which means it's just me doing the podcast. (laughs) This is for sure just things from the movie. They do mention in the movie that, well, they they don't mention the whole master thing. That's kind of implied because, obviously, if you make a vampire, deal with your s***. Yeah. Um, Then there's a scene where we do find out for sure, that Riley disappeared a year ago. But really, this is about Bella's emotion. She wonders if, or she's worried that Charlie Charlie will be sad when she disappears for a year. He will be sad when yeah, she disappears. Yeah, Bella, your dad for, loves you. For a year. <laughs> Forever. Forever. She can never come back. And she talks to Edward about this, being like, how will Charlie deal when I never come back? I guess I better make up a good lie. And Edward's response is, he will die eventually. You'll kind of just get over it. I did. He's <laughs> like, then she does this weird thing. She does it repeatedly where she's always like, Edward, what else aren't you telling me? And I'm like, he's telling you. what? It doesn't look like he's hiding anything. No, he has explicitly said, being a vampire sucks. I don't want to make you into a vampire. And she's like, there's, there's got to be. What's the trick? What is the thing I'm not getting about being a vampire? And he's like, the entire concept of being a vampire. You're not getting the entire concept of being a vampire. Everyone but you love will die except for me. You will have an insatiable bloodlust that you're spending every single moment of your life trying not to give in to. Unless you're Carlisle. <laughs> yeah, he, he's fine. Uh, but no, Edward actually does have a secret, which we did learn last episode. Episode, our episode, <laughs> yeah. last movie, uh, which is that Bella, your soul. Cool. Bella invites Jacob to the grad party, which is a weird thing to do, and he doesn't really want to go because it symbolizes the end of her life. Yeah, so instead, he just wants to kiss her on the mouth. He's like, Bella, I love you so much. Let me do a kiss. And the, then she's the like, scene, let me do a punch. I don't want to gloss over this. Exactly. This scene does get, Jacob gets real pushy, this scene. This is what I talk about, like, dickhead Jacob. He does? 
it's still the, better than what Edward does. Yeah. The problem is, is that he's saying things that we learn later are true. But Bella has given us no indication. Well, no, that's not true. Because remember how happy she was when she hang out, hung out with him last movie? I, Bella doesn't remember that. Well, I know. But that is the but that's the indication of you are having fun with your friend, not I love this boy. But remember at the movie. Like, let's be real. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm saying that because this is no longer a first-person story. We actually talked something about this just between you and me about, yeah, yeah. about Hunger Games. Because we no longer in Bella's head, we don't get a lot of those, like, thoughts and because I think she's been directed to just sort of act. Here's the thing. Bella is apathetic to everyone yeah. 90% of the time. She has definitely given Edward or Jacob more excitement and joy and chemistry than anyone else. It's, it's, it's hard seeing a guy be like, no, you love me. You love – I know you love me. Like that just feels – it doesn't feel good. And the weird the thing is, as I said, he is actually right. And she admits it later that he's been right all along. But it doesn't make these but scenes. to be fair, when she admits it later, I'm like, well, that's a lie. <laughs> yeah, it, it, they, they, this love triangle actually is not set up very well. And it's hard watching it as an outsider because Jacob is objectively 100%. <laughs> better for her he before this scene is not abusive yeah he explains to her that she will not have to change she will not have to give up literally every single other person in her life to be with him aaron i would say that that and and i mean this as in like literally a person no one is better than (laughs) than these boys um, so anyway, Bella punches him in the face. And it's a great. The, the punch is actually great. This is the best moment in the film. His face is too strong for her weak lady hand. Yeah. Because he's a wolf. So then he drives her back and Edward is going to full stop murder him. <laughs> oh. Which, I mean, I understand he was a dick. He was kind of forceful. But yeah. murder is not the answer, Edward. Ah, it's Edward, it is. Uh, I do like Jacob just lay, he just lays things out for Charlie. Charlie's like, whoa, why is this murder happening on my lawn? She was like, well, I kissed Bella. Then she punched me in the face anyway. I gotta go. I'm really sorry, Charlie. Also, her hand is broken. Uh, Smash cut to Carlisle. It's not broken. It's sprained. None of this matters. Let's go. Let's, we got to move on to Rosalie's flashback. Okay. So Bella is bantering with Emma too much about how fun it will be to be a vampire. And Rosalie's like, absolutely not. And she storms out. And Bella's like, Rosalie, why don't you like me? Won't you like it when I'm your sister? Now, what I do like about this is that Rose says, I don't, I don't hate you, which is true. If she actually hated Bella, she wouldn't want to save her from what she deems as a fate worse than death. So in this scene, we get Rosalie's story. The short version of Rosalie's story is her life was perfect. She was engaged to a man who did not seem very nice, but he was going to give her a perfect life. And then she came across him one night when he was very drunk, and he and his friends were very drunk and abused her and then gang raped her. Now, in the film... Once again, that they is... They just kind of grab her at in, them. In the film, it is not, it, we do not see all where it goes. It Well, we know what I was going to say, because this is what the film gives us. Aaron, the corner's waiting for you. That is from Wikipedia, not you, from the books. Aaron, you can't... Bring, you, no, we only use the film. We only use the flawless film. Fine, anyway, so she, this man grabs her arm, and then she almost dies. I was going to say she was sexually assaulted and left for dead. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> So Carlisle found her, and as a doctor, he tried to save her life, but then he saved her life the only way he could. Yeah. 
through making her a vampire. And then, here it is. Part three. Films better than this film. I keep changing the name. Vampire Rosalie takes her revenge on her ex-fiance and all a, of his friends. A, a cool vampire revenge movie. It's it's like the, the like that's a very popular subgenre. We went from, from Kill Bill to I Spit on Your Grave, um, and she does it all wearing a bridal gown. It is amazing, and that would be great. Then she comes back and explains like. Oh, and then, you know, I was, I was angry, but then Emmett, like, makes her less murderous. Because <laughs> he's so happy. And then she's like, look, I th- dream every day about being able to grow old with a gray-haired Emmett by my side looking at my grandchildren. And that is impossible. And Bella... <sighs> does not take the lesson that Rosalie is open. Like, can you imagine? Has Rosalie told... Many people this story, probably just her family. And Bella goes, uh, now she says a softer, but I'm going to use this voice. I understand that you had sadness, but what you need to understand is I'm never going to want anything more than I want Edward. I'm 17. The things I feel right now are the most things I will ever feel. <laughs> and Rosalie, because this is a movie, so she has the same thing for boating, just goes, no, you'll want blood more. When her answer should be, did you not hear that I was in love with the first guy? And then this other guy was actually better for me? <laughs> she will be repeatedly told stories about how first loves are terrible. And then the second love is the better one. But. But. <laughs> Here's some more newborn nonsense. Riley thinks that the newborns need to be less wild, but more importantly, the Volteri are watching this being like, mm. So so it turns out... Um, it's the baby Volteris. It, it is the mini Volteris. Um, turns out that, uh, randomly, uh, Edward was right. The Volteri are behind this. And the reasoning that we, got, that we get from the Collins is, well, they want me and Alice, but with the, with you guys in the way... They won't. So they want to raise an army to kill the Cullens so Edward and Alice will join the Volturi is the best explanation we will get. Because the Volturi will not explain their motivation. And we can't get into how long they've been planning this for because, you know, Victoria, who is involved, we will learn later, was doing this for a year. When did the Volturi get in? Like a couple weeks ago? Was that when they got into it? But They've not made any decisions yet, so Alice can't and see it. And it will not be explained. Oh, my God. It's grad. Jessica does a valedictorian speech, and this speech is exclusively about how the time after you graduate from high school is when you make mistakes and you live life. You live life to your fullest. You live a thousand <laughs> lives so that when you're a grown-up, you can say, hey, I experienced a lot of things. I made a lot of mistakes, and now this is what I want to do. <laughs> because nothing's permanent. And... <laughs> and Bella does not understand, because Bella is grinning throughout this entire speech. She doesn't understand how what Jessica is saying is the exact opposite of what Bella's doing. Yeah, I will make a strong decision. The The thing is that, like, they set this thing up like it should be, oh, Bella, she's really, she's got a lot to think about. She's really flopping back and forth. And at the end, though, she'll figure out that, no, this is what she wants, because she's been put, she's been, like, through the trial. I'm like, no, she's not. She's just constantly ignoring really good advice by being, no, I don't think I will listen to you. So now it's the party, and against all odds, despite the fact the last time Jacob saw Bella, she punched his face, (laughs) Quill and Embry and Jacob come to Bella's grad party. Yeah. Uh, The other two will not talk. But Jacob will give her a wolf charm. 
and, and then <laughs> she will wear it for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Then Alice is distracted because she has another vision of the newborn army. They're coming in four days, and they are exclusively after Bella because, duh, Aaron. How does Alice get this vision? Because Riley decided in four days we're going there. How does she know who Riley is? Well, she knows about the newborn army. Or is she looking for attacks on Bella? And Riley was like, in four days, I'm going to attack Bella. Uh, I bet it's that. I bet it's that. Aaron, it's... uh, Or she doesn't know it's Riley, but she is attuned to his smell. So she's been thinking about who owns that smell. The owner of that smell is coming in four days. uh, Search terms, Kevin. She has put in her Boolean search terms, and she knows what she's looking for. uh, No, no, none of that works. (laughs) Hey, it explains why uh, Bella was just emailing the ether the other movie <laughs> she was like i know the i know alice is, sca- is scanning for my emails oh i know Al- i know <laughs> I, I, I know alice's power is loose and vague anyway jacob is there while alice is freaking out about this and he's like oh you know what might work if the wolves work with the vampires because this is a threat on our space yeah they, they keep on being like oh they're gonna come bella i'm like these vampires are going to attack the town Nope, they're not. They're not. I thought, well, because they kept on setting up that they're, oh, they're wild. They're reckless. They're flipping cars. They're killing anyone around them. I thought, like, these guys are going to descend on the town of Forks. They're not. They're going to meet them in a field. Uh, so I, so when Bella's like, no, werewolves, you, wolves, you can't, you can't do that. You can't that. fight vampires. As you know, you're weaker than vampires, we- despite the fact you've killed numerous of them. We- oh, man, I... I'll tell you, the one thing I did miss was Bella Vampire Stan, who was just like, werewolf, a wolf can't beat a vampire. A wolf, you can't do it. You're all going to get hurt. And then Jasper's like, wait a second. I know that your entire tribe is about killing vampires because I heard the story of your origin, but you can't do this. Vampires are strong. And Jasper, strong. And then Jasper's like, hmm. I know how to fight newborns. I'm going to lead an <laughs> army of wolves in my family. Yeah. Which uh, leads us to a scene where Jasper leads an army, well, trains an army, of wolves and his family. Yeah. Uh, mostly it's just the wolves watching. And uh, look, my joke is that the wolves come there, watch the Collins fight each other and go, okay, and leave. But in reality, they're watching how vampires fight. Mm-hmm. I will say Jasper makes some weird comments about new about like the... The new the newborn vampires, where they're like, so we knew no, newborns are much stronger than vampires because they still have some human tissue in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also seems implied they're a lot smarter because he says, "Don't go in for the obvious kill; they'll be expecting that." I think it's that you can only train them for the obvious, so you can train vampire like newborns, but only for a certain extent. So you have to like not think like a vampire. Anyway. Okay. We uh, see a really cool wait, training scene. I want. The, I know he. We need to say the rules he gives. He, he, he because the first one. So the second one is don't go for the obvious kill. But the first one is don't let him squeeze you because they'll break you. And I'm like, if they're super strong, it doesn't matter if they're squeezing or anything else. But that has to set up later that oh, the worst thing they could do is get you in a hug well, and give you a squeeze. Basically, you want to keep them in front of you so you're in control. Because what they're going to try to do is jump on your back and break all your bones. I also like that this immediately begins with Jasper being like, all right, now I'll show you how we fight. Is him and Emmett, and the first thing he lets Emmett do is get his arms around him. Because Emmett <laughs> fights like a newborn, which I love. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, and then for some reason, it's everyone fighting Jasper except for Edward who fights Carlisle. 
It's unknowable. I don't know. The Jasper um, Alice fight is actually very cute. Jasper is like, because you know in the other movies, Jasper just kind of stared like a creep. Mm-hmm. He's really likable in this movie. Well, we get his background here. We get Movie Aaron. number three with four. Four, four Aaron. <laughs> it's the fourth movie that is better than this movie. Because I want to introduce you to Jasper Whis- Whitlock, youngest major in the Texas Cavalry. Of one day, he met three weird women standing by a river. And he was chivalrous in yet. <laughs> I don't know why. He sees three women and then he stops, gets off his horse and bows at them and they're like, well, that's just guy new a vampire. So he trains all the newborns. Aaron, that's not the part. He says it so quickly. In the South, vampires are constantly battling for territory. They are all making armies. He's just one army. Mm-hmm. That is a cool con. There's a secret vampire like army war, and he was he was this guy who was turned into this thing, and he had to train the newborns. But not only did he have to train the newborns, he had to kill them. Because they can only stay for a year, then they lose their power and they get too smart. <laughs> and they might uh, take over for Maria, who also Jasper loves. But then he realizes that what she's making him do is not something a person who loves him would make him do. <laughs> he was just a puppet. So he kills Maria and also the newborns. Yep. Uh, then he walks off into the night and like a hundred years later, Alice finds him in a cafe. Yeah. Or a diner or something, and brings him to the Collins. Better story than Twilight. <laughs> what I have to say that's very important is Jasper is the oldest vampire in the Cullen clan, other than Carlisle. Yeah, he's the newest entry, the old, which means him... His story is so wild. Well, and and him, him being this guy who's like, okay... I was born, I was a soldier in, I was a soldier in the, the Civil War. The Confederate War. The Confederate he Army. He was a Confederate soldier, major, like, yeah, this he is saw, He saw the end of the Civil War, and he saw the fall of the Confederacy, and he saw, like, all this progress go, and he probably has a whole lot of thoughts in his head. Who knows what he was feeling at that time, but he actually spent most of it being this guy who like was- Like, this blood mad. Yeah, this, this second in command to a- secret vampire like she it says that there's territories in the south maria captured them all he helped her con- consolidate her power and take over the the vampire south of america and then he found he was being then he just he realized i'm being tricked because there we see this scene with him this young boy who he has to kill because he's been a vampire for a year and he kills maria and then just time goes by and he meets Alice, someone who... Because Alice has a psychic vision of him and yeah. finds him. That's better. And also, it's another story where the second love was the true love. So Bella's response to this is to have a nightmare about it. <laughs> and then realize that Victoria has been whispering to Riley the same way that Maria whispered to Jasper. This is a cool. weird revelation. They'll never share it like it means anything. Um, and also, I don't know how she figured that out. This scene should be cut. So here's a short, well, no, it's a long scene, but it's a short thing where Bella really, really wants to fight in this war because Jasper said that she could help by smelling good. And Edward's like, absolutely not. (laughs) So she thinks that it's dangerous when she and Edward are apart because they're codependent. So they make a plan that during the battle, which is going to be on a field, 
Bella and Edward are going to be at a campsite, but Bella can't go to the campsite because the vampires might smell her. So Jacob has to carry her there. But they're not going there now. They're doing a test to make sure that Jacob covers up the smell of her blood. Yeah. And we learn some things about how Jacob is supposed to be the alpha of the wolves, but he doesn't want to be an Weirdly alpha. Weirdly enough, so, because he's a main character. So Sam is allowed to be the alpha, but it means that Jacob has to listen to Sam's instructions. And most importantly, choices have consequences. <laughs> he also Bella. He also begins his thing where he's like, Bella, remember, people can love multiple people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Once again, he is completely right in this scene as we were as we learn later, but he's a little bit weird and pushy. And also it's hilarious him wa- walking with Bella in his arm shirtless. <laughs> Bella arrives home and we find out that Alice and Charlie are best friends. Yep. Uh this will lead into a very big scene because uh, after Bella has her has the talk with Charlie, which apparently she had 10 years ago when she was 7 from her mom. Cool. Um she and Edward they get the house to themselves. And um, Edward bought Bella a bed because she has to sleep at nighttime. But, like, more importantly, he bought her his own charm, mm-hmm. which a is a diamond, diamond charm. Because he sparkles like a diamond in the sky. Also because his father, his adopted father, has $34 billion. So he's the rich boy. And then um, Bella explains that she will accept all of his gifts. She'll go to an expensive college and let him buy her a car. Wanna, and she'll marry him if they have sex. I want to have sex right now. But Edward does this thing. He's like, no. Like, he... He he, he does kiss her a bit. And he, he makes a he makes one token gesture, which I think could be really the one he's pushing forward with. Is like, Bella, I'm super strong. And I might break you. Which is true. <laughs> which is true. Um, but it quickly falls away to him essentially being like... He, he makes this weird connotation where... My soul is damned, but I don't have sex before marriage because I don't want to damn your soul, too, which is a... But a better argument is the argument he makes afterwards, which is like, look, I was born in, like, 1876. In my day, you didn't sleep with girls on the bed that you bought for them. You went on walks and carriage rides, and then you talked to her dad, and you kissed her twice. Yeah, you you courted them. And this this, this should be the moment where Bella goes, oh, we're different people. Aaron, what do Bella and Edward have in common? They both smell good. Ooh, do we know that? Bella smells good. To Edward, yes. To, and to Laurent oh, and to, to James. Everyone. Everyone loves everyone Bella. Everyone loves smell. Bella. She smells so good. They do say this thing that the werewolves smell bad. That's why she can, they can cover Bella's scent. And they made this sort of like, uh, wolf. I'm like, no, it's because they're the ant. They're your antibodies. Yeah. You're supposed to be repulsed by them because they're here to kill you. They are the white blood cells. To your virus. Uh, Edward sums up the scene by giving Bella the ugliest engagement ring I have ever seen. Aaron, it's his mother's ring, which means it's from 1895. Why are there so many diamonds if it's 1895? Why does he have it if it's his mother's ring and he's 108? Is it Esme's ring and it's actually from the 60s and it's fake diamonds? Yeah, did he mean Esme or did he mean his mom who he had the ring from? Hmm... (sighs) To be fair, his mom did ask Carlisle to save him, and that's why he is a vampire. So maybe he does have it from his real mom. Oh, one quick uh, comment back to back to um, Rosalie. Man, this is going to go long. It's Twilight. Um, She's she does mention you are the only one out of everyone in this like family who would get to choose. None of us chose this. Emmett, 
was mauled by a bear. Yep. And Rosalie carried his li- living corpse yep. through the woods a hundred miles or kilometers yep. to Carlisle. And was like, I would like you to change him. I don't trust myself to. Yeah. Rosalie almost died. Aaron, I Edward tell- almost died. Yep. Alice doesn't remember her human past because she was put in an insane asylum. But she woke up as a vampire. And Jasper was changed by Maria. Aaron. And Esme tried to commit suicide. Aaron. That's book stuff, Aaron. Esme. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Esme tried to commit suicide because her first love was garbage. Yeah. That's was a, saved by Carlisle. That seems to be a common theme, doesn't it? A common theme that this story will not continue with. And who has no first love? Edward. Bella is his first love. Oh. And he is Bella's first love. Which obviously means they're meant to be. That's, that is the, the theming of things the in this movie. Of this movie. Anyway... We're not going to talk about that sex they don't have. Instead, we're going to watch... I think we, we got to jump forward up to the mountain, I think. Yeah, yeah. So Bella is spreading blood everywhere, and then Jacob carries her up to the mountain. And for reasons unknown, it's like June, and it's going to snow so much. I mean, they they go real high up in the mountain, and I'll say... Th- that seems unnecessary. I feel like they could have just went to a different town. They could have gone to Seattle. Well, if he had carried her to Seattle, there's millions of people there. Well, especially considering how we see the, um, the new blood vampires just Come get into the water Seattle. and walk to Forks from Seattle. This, of course, immediately becomes bad because there is a storm, as you said. And they, despite knowing for days that they're going to do this, this like camping excursion. Bella chooses to wear... A pair of jeans and a light jacket, like you would wear in a spring rain. She is dressed inappropriately for the weather. Well, and they have no heater. They have no camping supplies. They have a tent. They, they, this is the worst plan ever. But fortunately, there is Jacob, and he's a hot boy. <laughs> he runs 108 degrees, which, which I don't know from the books, but I do know from Wikipedia. Aaron, that corner is calling for you. Uh, so he needs to warm her up. And if you're asking, will this con- will this also involve a lot of a shirtless uh, Taylor Lautner cuddling? Uh, I'm just gonna say Bella now because I know it's Kristen Stewart. But, but you know what? It's we cannot associate Kristen Stewart to this character. Yeah. Uh, is this gonna, just gonna be a shirtless Jacob cuddling Bella while making firm and unblinking eye contact with Edward? Well, thank you. Yes, that's exactly what the scene will be. But then. Bella falls asleep, and somehow Edward and Jacob have more chemistry than anyone has ever had in any of these Twilight movies. The sparks are flying between. Edward smiles, Kevin. Edward smiles, and it's likable. He doesn't even smile at Bella, Aaron. Bella is the common denominator. No, because Bella has chemistry with Jacob, too. She smiled at Jacob last episode. Jacob has the common denominator. (laughs) Jacob just radiates sex. There's a moment in this scene where I really just wanted (laughs) Jacob to be like, what if just like a, like like the three of us do it? What 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 if we're just like a couple? Hey, what about what, maybe I'm imprinting on you, Edward? We, we could call it a thruple. Have people heard of that? It's it, 2010. Also, it's unclear if female wolves imprint because Jacob kept saying her while he was giving the description. It's true. Yeah, but maybe that's because he only knows. Uh, that's fine. Wait, um, are there gay wolves? I would like that. You know, <laughs> hey, I'm down for some gay wolves. Uh, Edward will say the line that will forever haunt me and should haunt him, which is, "Hey, I won't. I don't want to force her into anything anymore." Huh? Huh? But huh. you? Huh? 
Weird. Weird you decide to say that despite everything you've done and have done. All your stalking. He's saying it in... What he's saying it in relation to is that Jacob's like, hey, you left, remember? And he's like, yes, I forced her into having us be apart. I won't force her into anything else anymore. Instead, we'll be forever together. But Jacob does say, well, what if she told you to go? Then Edward says, yeah, I'd go. And I'm like, I don't think you would. Now, it is implied because Bella smiles during the scene and her eyes flutter. She might be awake. <laughs> no, I don't think she is. I think, I think it's just Chris Stewart had to pretend to be asleep for, for too long. a very long scene while Taylor Lautner holds her, her and, like, leans up to look at Edward. <laughs> so the next morning, Seth arrives and Bella is still dressed inappropriately for the snow. But now it's warm. And she apologizes to Jacob. I'm so sorry I was human. And I, or sorry, she apologizes to Edward. I'm so sorry I was human and was cold. If only we had prepared for the situation somehow. <laughs> you could have turned me into a vampire. Maybe, I, oh man, I bet she's so angry Jacob came in. She'd be like, I think I'm going to freeze to death, Edward. I should probably be a I vampire right now. I should probably right be now. a vampire. Can I, you, this would be a good time. Like, no, I'm going to get Jacob to cuddle you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wolf boy to cuddle you. And maybe me. I like it, Bella. <laughs> Bella, she wakes up. Bella, we're both breaking up with you. <laughs> we're going to be together now. We're going to be together. Anyway, during this scene, Edward's this thing about like, oh, Mrs. Cullen. And Jacob's like, what? And then Bella goes, you knew he was listening. And then Edward goes, he deserves to know. Which, means which is just, true. Which means he once again forced her into doing something immediately. That said... Jacob did deserve to know. He did deserve to know. Don't get me wrong. But he did say, I'm not going to force her into doing anything. Next morning, he forces her to reveal. Because she said she, did, she didn't want to do it until after the fight. She didn't want it on his mind while he was battling for his life. Because Jacob is going to be in the fight and Seth will be with her during the yeah. fight. Uh, so they run off and Jacob's like, I need to run off and kill something. Or maybe let myself be killed. Now I want to point something out to you, Kevin. I think this is the climax of the movie. Despite everything else that comes afterwards, I think this is the climax of the movie. The climax. It's Bella and Jacob, and they're like standing on a cliff, and, and he's like, Jacob- he, and he's like, I'm going, I'm going to go get in a fight. And then Bella's like, Wait, Jacob, kiss me. And then he's like, Oh, okay. This is the meanest thing Bella has ever done. This is exceptionally cruel. It is an awful thing to do. Yeah. So. She kisses him. And it's beautiful and picturesque. And this camera swirls all around them, kissing on this mountaintop. And it's gorgeous. And it is horrifying and disgusting. And I don't think I can forgive Bella for this. And then Jacob goes, cool. I gotta go. I still gotta go do that fight, though. <laughs> like, changes I, nothing. I guess the change is she didn't want him to go to the fight angry. So he would focus on the fight and not focus on his rage. Yeah, you know what? And I, there's a moment there where she stares off and I'm like, like Do you love him? I'm like, is this the moment where she realizes, you know what? She does go back to Edward and actually is like, you know what? She says, he says you love her. She says, I love you more. Which is admitting that she does love Jacob. Which is true. Jacob. I don't think Bella even believes it, maybe, but Edward knows that Bella loves Jacob some. Yeah. So maybe that was, like, the expression on her face is, it's hard to tell if, like, was Without... that her figuring out that, he, that, was that her figuring out, oh, maybe I do love him, or is that just her being like, oh, c- crap. Without <laughs> hearing Bella's thoughts, and unfortunately, because I don't think this is Kristen Stewart's fault, but her face is so deadpan, I have no idea what 
Bella thinks or feels at any time. And do what's wild to me? This movie has narration. And she does say Edward... At one point she says, Edward hates Jacob. You know what? If you're going to use narration, just give her narration. I know it's weird and cheesy if she goes, Oh my god, maybe I do. I need to go in her head, but it's better than this. Because this just makes us hate her. (laughs) Anyway, so thank god we get a battle yeah we got a fight it's actually really cool once again the cullens all got matching jackets for this fight i think of course they did of course they did you gotta look stylish but so they start the fight and then the wolves come and victoria appears afraid and shocked of the wolves which makes no sense i don't even know why victoria came to this fight (laughs) i don't know either because she's not going to engage yeah um i'm gonna say this right now uh the Cullens just sort of wiped the floor with the vampires. You know what's really shitty of Victoria? Yeah. She did not warn Riley or the newborns about the wolves, and she knows about the wolves. Yeah, but I think maybe... She wants them to die? Well, that might be it as well. Um, it's hard to tell what this plan immediately is, because there's also the Volturi above her. But I think part of it is that she, when she looked back and saw the wolf grabbing the vampire, she's like, eh, they'll never work together. Uh, Victoria, away! Now, there are some cool things during the scene because we do explicitly see both Jasper and Emmett saving wolves from newborns. Yeah, we got this cool moment also where Emmett and a wolf, I don't know who it is, uh, just sort of like lock eyes. <laughs> they're they're like, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Here's like, if anyone's going to be cool with the wolves, I think it's Emmett. He's going to be like, I got a wolf, buddy. <laughs> Look at how big they are. Look at how big I am. This is so fun, guys. <laughs> I got a wolf, friend. And they're like, I'm a human being. He's like, yeah, but right now you're a doggy. <laughs> You're my dog! Uh, Guys, look at how many dogs I got! <laughs> Emmett standing amongst a crowd of wolves being like, look at my dogs! <laughs> I got so many dogs! <laughs> this battle also ends with um, Colin and Esme. Sorry, Carlisle and Esme come up upon that little girl vampire we saw earlier. Yeah, the one that matters so much. Uh, so the actual, the actual plan, that was all diversion, Aaron. In a shocking turn of events, Victoria smelled Edward's scent and knew he wouldn't leave Bella alone. Of course he would. Like, that was the most thing the entire time through. I'm like, okay, having Bella be like, oh my god, is Victoria doing this? And them even suspecting maybe Victoria is doing this? Why would you send Edward with Bella? (laughs) Send literally anyone else. And I understand, when we're apart, we're codependent. codependent. Dumb we, we can't be apart for even one night. Like, of course, they're just going to follow Edward's scent. Yeah, dum dums. <laughs> so Victoria follows Edward's scent, and this is why Victoria couldn't approach. Edward senses her thoughts immediately. And Riley is also there, mm-hmm. so Edward decides to do some mind play. He tries to unbrainwash Riley. I would say, <laughs> which is a waste of time. Well, especially because I would say this would be a much stronger scene. If Jasper was a more important character, and this was him doing it, and this was entirely his movie, and there wasn't Edward, and there wasn't Bella, and it was just Jasper trying to unbrainwash his this reflection, this guy he sees himself in, and who could he could have become. And we could even have wolves. Mm-hmm. But instead, we have Edward and Bella, so he tries to unbrainwash. It doesn't work. And then Seth just decides to rip Riley's arm off instead, which is really yeah, cool. Seth comes in and just immediately punks uh, Riley. Can we clarify here for a moment that Seth is 
the youngest werewolf. Seth Seth is a baby. He was not even supposed to fight. He was just supposed to be on guard duty. But Aaron, werewolves can't fight vampires. Even this vampire has been trained for a year for this very specific purpose. But Victoria didn't tell him there would be wolves. And he didn't tell me wolves. And Seth immediately bites off his hand like Fenrir <laughs> biting off... T- He's missing an entire arm. Uh, then Edward fights uh, Victoria because um, she was she's go- <laughs> she's gonna leave. She literally the she's were- gonna run away. And Edward's like, like, fight time is now, Victoria. <laughs> which I would say, he uses Bella as bait in that moment. Which, but I'll say that makes sense because that's what she does. Victoria tries to go in, does something, goes ah, oh, that didn't work, and then runs in the forest for a year. <laughs> and Edward's just like, I want to finish this now. <laughs> They fight. It's okay. At, at one point, Riley and Victoria both get Edward, and they're pinning him down, even though Riley only has one arm. <laughs> but then what does Bi- Riley? Mm, what does Bella do? Uh, Bella, she takes out her knife and remembers the third wife, and then <laughs> cuts her arm because she is, I guess, smarter. Because she learned from the story she heard. Cuts the arm with the the. the the vampires go, huh? And then Riley just like just kills, just oh no, just no. Dra- sorry, um, Seth just Seth, kills Riley, yeah. and then well, he drags him off somewhere and murders him. And then you know, Victoria's all in it. She's going after Bella, and then Edward full stop bites her head off. Oh yeah, oh, this is a great moment where he's got her like over his back and like, this is, like back bent, and he's like trying to like pull. You see the cracks going like up her. The like, cracks. you think he's going to rip her head off? Yeah. I think he weakened it there and then tore it off with his mouth and bit her head off. Um, I will say the cracks look less good in this film than they did in the last film. It was better last film because they were hitting marble. So, like, the face on yeah. the marble, like, really reinforced it. This gets a little fakey. Anyway, he bites her head off and then he gets an alert that, hey, the battle's essentially coming to an end. But and Alice needs them right now! He And then... He just takes, he like takes out a lighter, throws it at Victoria's body, and she goes up like Tinder. And then he walks away. I think vampires are just super flammable. Yeah, they're strong. (laughs) But but wood. But wildly. There are some weird wood marble. So down they go very quickly to the battlefront. Mm Mm-hmm. And everything seems okay, but the Volterior are coming in four minutes. Four minutes. And then there's this random newborn who just, like, comes around the corner like a zombie. And we get this little sequence where, like, Leah, Leah, Leah charges him, but then Jacob comes in. And, like, he gets his arms around Leah. Then so Jacob, Jacob comes, hops in, but then, then he, he gets his arms around Jacob. And he, gi- he gives him a little squeeze. <sighs> there's a crack, and then he's killed, and then Jacob turns back. And, oh, Man, they don't show below the body. He's full on naked in this scene. So the wolves can't stay here because the vol- so the truce was made between the Collins, yeah. just the Collins, and the great grandparents of Jacob. Yeah. So if the Volturi there, they'll be like, "Hey, those are wolves. We should kill them." So Carlisle's like, "But I have to set all his bones." <laughs> But they're going to take him back to the wolf house, and then Carlisle will set all his bones. But hey, here comes the Volturi. The mini Volturi. And the mini Volturi, they see that baby vampire, and the Collins are like, no, we gave her asylum. There's this moment where they're, where they're like, oh, what happened? We just got here. Oh, oh look, look at all these newborns. Well, looks like you beat off these newborns without even breaking a sweat. That okay. seems wild. Um, and then <laughs> Edward's like, like, yeah, Victoria sent them. Isn't that right, Jane? And I'm like, Edward can read minds. 
Why does he just read Jane's mind? Well, no, I think he did. He's just really playing it weirdly coy, but shouldn't this mean that he knows... That the, the Volterior are behind it? Which, uh, here's the thing. I think they do at this point. Yes. Yeah. But Why? Well, we'll never know. Because the J- Volteri want Edward and Alice. Yeah. Uh, and then, yes, there is that the little girl uh, who they're like, you got to kill the last one. And the Collins are like, mm, no, we offered her asylum because she didn't want to be a part of this nonsense. Yeah. And then Jane loves to do a torture. <laughs> yeah. And then sends Felix to kill her. And the thing that, I, like, I don't want to get too much into this this little girl, but what? Why? <laughs> Why? Because we need to know more that the Volteri are bad. They already killed all those tourists. We already know the Volteri are dicks. We, all, we know they're in charge of this entire thing. It wasn't a secret that the Volteri did this. And we know that the Volteri doesn't give second chances. Nothing is anyway. Bella goes to the reservation to check on Jacob. Car- yeah. Carlisle is busy. Apparently, Wolf's heal accelerated healing, so Carlisle had to re-break all his bones. Which I think is cool and makes sense. If and it's a good thing that he's a vampire. And then Sam and Carl, or no, sorry, Billy and Carlisle yeah. shake hands. Yeah. They're, the storyline is progressing. Yeah, they're, they're cool now. It's dad buddies. We just need Charlie to get in there. Yeah. Unfortunately, we do have to listen to Jacob and Bella talk now. I don't care about it. Yeah, he, he, he shoots one last shot, and then they're like, hey... Maybe later, this got to hold on. We got two more films. And then Bella says to Edward, because we smash cut to a new scene, yep. we're getting married on August 13th, and Alice is going to plan the wedding. It's a month before my birthday, so I don't have to be 19 forever. I don't want to be another year older than you. And I'm like, oh, right. I forgot that Bella is a, is a biological, like, like... Cares about physical age, despite the fact that Carlisle is 23, like, physically, yeah. and Esme is 22, Physically. Well, and despite the fact that uh, Ed, no matter how many years she goes, Edward will always be a hundred years older than her. So Edward says, Bella, why are you letting Alice plan the wedding? Why are you having a wedding with me? Why are you always trying to make everyone happy? Then, you're sacrificing <laughs> enough. You know, your soul. She's not sacrificing anything at all. And here comes the worst speech in History. We will summarize this, and the summary is that Bella has never felt like this is a choice between her and Edward, because Bella, sorry, between Jacob and Edward, because Bella has always been weird. She has always been out of step with the world, literally, which is why she's so clumsy. And since she has met the vampire, she has had pain and heartbreak. But she has realized that the choice was between who she should be and who she is, which is not normal. Who she is is someone who has always been meant to be a vampire. I've always been meant to be a vampire. So Bella does not love Edward. Bella loves being a vampire. I think she also loves Edward the vampire thing. Man, that's just a, that's just a perk. She says, I've experienced death and loss and pain in your world, but it's my world as well. I have a question for you. Yeah. What death has I don't know. Bella experienced? <laughs> James. James died in front of her. Victoria. Mm, Victoria also died in front of her. Oh, I've seen the death of many of my enemies and none of my friends. But you know who has died? Harry. Harry Clearwater. And she doesn't care about Harry Clearwater, Aaron. But I care about him. He went I, fishing with Charlie. I care about him, too. I care about Leah, too. It seemed like in this in this um, movie they were setting up a possible romance between Leah and Jacob. That's not going to happen. No, no, it's no, not. Nope. I'm not going to spoil it with a thing I know from the mm-hmm. books, but it's not going to happen. And even 
after hearing all that stuff, Edward is still like, oh, yeah. It just reminded me that she heard all these other stories, and they didn't mean anything to her, because she only took the final thing. She only took, like, oh, you found Emmett, your true love, and then oh, you found Alice, your true love, and not the thing before that final sentence. Even Charlie... Because she asked Charlie why he never got remarried after he br- split up with Esme. Who, sorry, Renee. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> Who he ma- he married Renee right out of high school. Yeah. Much like Bella's planning to do. Ooh. The reason that he never remarried is that he didn't meet anyone else. However. However, he still believes in marriage. And however, his his ex-wife did and seems very happy with her second husband. And let me tell you a thing, which is from... I don't remember from the books, but from Wikipedia, yeah. Charlie strikes up a camaraderie, a bit of a flirtation yeah. with Sue Clearwater, oh, fun. which is lovely. Um, so I want to take this final bit just here because, you know, let's go rolling over time. Uh, this movie, despite being shorter, was so much longer. But let's just say the movie is still two hours, so our <laughs> recap is still shorter. Yeah. Um, and that is the fact that this final bit where Bella goes, I've always been weird and not normal and i think that this is what i'm meant to be i'm meant to be this invalidates or not invalidates but explains why all those stories didn't affect her at all because it's not about love it's not about i love edward i want to be with him forever it's that i want to be a vampire i want to be a vampire which should be the thing that disqualifies you from being a vampire and the thing is and remember how she was horrified that that human woman in the volturi mm-hmm compound wants to be a vampire vampire? the thing with bella is what the movies have shown us is not that she's weird it's that she's sour and unpleasant and refuses to be happy yeah she she has many she has many people who love her who everyone who meets her thinks she is wonderful and she's like uh all these people i why don't i don't fit in with them and like that is a thing that teenagers definitely feel and that is the thing that teenagers would read in this and be like i do feel that way but their their solution for it is like the here's the vampire thing sure and i mean i'm not saying you have to be friends with everyone you meet yeah you should try to be pleasant and, like, <laughs> engage with the world around you. But, like, the point of being a teenager is you won't fit in with everyone you meet. But you go out there and you engage with people and eventually you will find your tribe. I mean, just – here's the thing. We're not going to go dwell with this anymore. Just go listen to what um, uh, Jessica said in that valedictorian speech. Man, that valedictor- valedictorian speech, it hit home. Valedictorian is hard to say word. It was. That, victor- that valedictorian speech slapped. Hey, Kevin. So this movie, did you find yourself your twilight moment? Did I find a twilight moment? Did I find a moment where I was meant to buy into the idea of true love, despite the fact that the characters are literally never happy when they're together ever, which should be a hallmark of true love? The moment I choose to select, which I understand, I guess, kind of drives the storyline forward, is when Jacob kisses Bella in that one scene where she slaps his, punches his face. 
much. Because I feel like that kiss only exists so that then they can kiss on the mountain later. It has no logical reason why Jacob would now <laughs> choose to force himself upon her. The the it's the ex- excuse he gives is I didn't realize you would be becoming a vampire next month. I really thought I could play the friend zone for a little bit longer. I thought I would have seven years to just like be there. <laughs> I really thought I could long play this, but I can't, so here comes a kiss. I thought we were Ross and Rachel, but it turns out we're Ross and Rachel. <laughs> um, I, I was just about what you said about that. Um, the, the honest thing is that everything that drives the plot forward is also dumb. So It doesn't make sense. Like, that's not a thing that Jacob, Jacob who we've met. Aaron, he's a wolf now. He's a wolf now. He's full of wolf energy. But he's explicitly said that he... Also, Aaron, he could have been an alpha. I want to point something out. He explicitly has said that he did not imprint on her, which means that he loves her now. But one day he could see a different woman and yep. then he'll just love her forever. He, he uh, so I, the storyline of Twilight actually counts Jacob out. Aaron, I, I won't pick. Uh, that was what I was going to pick. I was going to pick oh, it. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I was, I was going to pick the idea that he says that he does his whole imprinting thing and tells his whole story about um, Leah and Emily and Sam, which is weirdly foreshadowing for what will definitely happen to him. And the only idea is maybe he lied and he actually didn't print on Bella. Maybe he lied and he didn't print on Bella. And guess what, Kevin? People lie. Maybe we'll find out next week when we watch Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1. Can I give – I'm going to give another thing just because yes, that was my one. Um, <laughs> before you go on to give to me what will happen next week. Um, I want to pick that little girl who we did not talk about because her plot line did not mean anything. The only thing that it kind of gave us is Colin's good Volteri bad. Something that but we know this. <laughs> something that – we're in the third film. If we're just figuring it out now – Colin's good, Volturi bad. And what even proved it within this film, Jasper and Emmett both explicitly saved wolves during that battle. Yeah. And the Volturi did nothing to stop Riley's army of newborns. Well, not well, only did they nothing to stop it, they let they kind of wanted it to happen. Just nonsense. We don't need we don't need every point hammered home to us. Four or five times. Yeah, and I, and I understand there is a side book written from her point of view, so they put her in the movie. I think they should have cut her out so we could actually get some scenes that maybe could have explained things more. Why is there no side book written from Rosalie or Jasper's point of view? They're objectively better characters. Yeah, I don't want a side book. I want that to be a full thing. I don't want it written by Stephanie Meyer. So someone else. Someone else just do that plot. It's and, real. It's a real good plot. And not E.L. James. Yeah, it's a real good plot. He it's so good. His name could be Casper. It's true. Don't his c- name could be James. His last name does have to be Whitlock, though. That's a great name for a vampire. Like, a Texas vampire. Oh, Texas vampires you know, just battling over be, the South. This could be a movie. Or a Netflix series. A Netflix series starring the the one <laughs> from Supernatural. The short one. Jared Padalecki? No, the short one. Dean. Dean. Is his character name. Jensen Ackles. Jensen Ackles. Give me a TV series where he's a Texas vampire, just battling out the South, taking territory, being conflicted. All right, we've been going for an hour and a half because this movie kills us. 
Uh, but we're going to wrap it up. And next week, we're doing Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1. And maybe that'll be shorter. Next week, we are recording this episode on my birthday. Give me love. <laughs> yes, we will be recording it on your birthday. Uh, so don't watch this on your birthday or else I'm sure you'll ruin it. <laughs> Uh, hey, but, uh, you know, I know what I'm going to do it this time. Until then, what you should do is you should get at us. Uh, you should leave us a comment. You should subscribe or follow or whatever it is on this podcast that you decide, because we're on iTunes, we're on, uh, we're on Google Play, we're on Spotify, we're on a lot, actually. Uh, <laughs> you can find <laughs> us on all of those things. Or you can get us on social media. It's at Podcast Moa, and that is on Twitter, and that is on Instagram. Maybe maybe I'll send Aaron the uh, the photo I took of the Netflix <laughs> images for Twilight, which are terrible. Maybe I'll just post the picture of that screenshot I took of that Wikipedia article. <laughs> maybe I'll post a photo of Wikipedia. Don't you? Well, don't you want to follow for that sweet social media buzz? <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> this was our episode. That was our episode. We'll see you next week. Will Charlie accept Bella and Edward's marriage? What are the Volturi's plans for the Collins? When will the Cold Ones return? And will we be ready? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? <laughs> <laughs>